America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We are here every week to answer your health questions. If you have questions, and if you don't have questions, guess what? We have answers. So, there are a number of things we're going to be talking about today. As usual, we're going to be reviewing obituaries, people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had locally. That's here in Las Vegas and Reno, Nevada, and internationally. We're also going to be following up and finishing our review of the olive-leafed extract studies that were published documenting its many benefits and uses that have been verified today and used over the centuries, nay, millennia. You don't want to miss that. We're also going to be talking about the number one cause of death in the United Kingdom. Do you know what it is? If you said heart disease, if you said cancer, you're wrong. So stay tuned. We're going to be talking about that. And we also have a little a little study we're conducting here in our clinic. But let's first recognize the sponsors of our show. We have the Turtle Healing Band Clinic. That's where I practice here in Las Vegas. We're affiliated with and under the jurisdiction of the Crow Tribe of Indians. This is an Indian nation facility where we practice indigenous medicine. The federal government has given the Indians the right to exercise jurisdiction over the practice of traditional medicine or indigenous medicine, and the Crow Tribe of Indians have stepped forward to exercise their jurisdiction over it, not only for us, but for all practitioners throughout all states in America who wish to join with them. That's because, well, in 48 states, we have no alternative medical board where physicians like myself can be dual licensed and protected against their state medical boards when they decide to do something alternative or unconventional. This is where a dual license comes into play. Now, we have such a board in Arizona, a complementing integrated medical board. We have a homeopathic board in the state of Nevada, although the Nevada homeopathic medical board status is somewhat under review and may or may not survive the challenges that occurred during this 2019 legislative session. We'd also like to thank the First Nation Medical Board. It is the licensing agency for the Crow Tribe of Indians of practitioners who wish to utilize indigenous medical practices or medical alternatives in their practice. Getting back to the study, we have a study we're going to be conducting here in our clinic using a product called B-Thin. That's right, it's a weight loss product. It's used sublingual, and I'll be giving more details to follow. We just concluded that agreement today with the pharmaceutical company in Arizona, with whom I do some business. We want to do a very simple study. We're looking for some volunteers, people who are reliable and compliant, to take a sublingual spray, two sprays, three times a day, I believe will be the protocol, over a period of a month, possibly as long as three months. And all we're looking for is to measure your weight, your body fat, and your waist size or circumference. That's it. Very simple. And when you come back in each month, we renew your free bottle of B-Thin sublingual spray. If you're interested in that, call 702-595-7564. That's area code 
888-789-7564 here at the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic. If you have any other questions or want to email me directly, you can contact me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. So let's get with it. We have our obituaries, people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. These are people who, well, frankly, they're not living as long as they should. What is the average life expectancy in the United States? It's about 78.5 years of age. 81 for a woman, 76 for a man, and declining. Can you believe that? There are people who say that we're diagnosing some diseases in patients because they're living longer, I find that very interesting because the fact is we're not living longer. Life expectancy is declining every year for the past three years here in the United States, soon to be four years, as we've discussed on this show. Once the statistics are in for 2018 and life expectancy has declined again, we will have set a new record in the United States for our poor quality of health care, unmatched in the previous 200 plus year history of our country. Not something that we should be proud of, but it's something that the rest of us who care anything about our health, our optimal health well-being, should do something. Why? Because the medical system is not set up to make you healthy. It's set up to manage your disease. It's a sick care system. For those of us who want something more, we have to take matters into our own hands, and that's why we're here, is to empower you with that kind of information. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back, we'll continue our discussion and review obituary. Stay right with us. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Clean Image Mobile Detailing. Rick details your car, truck, RV, horse trailer, and airplane. Clean Image will go to your home or business. No more waiting in line. Clean Image Mobile Detailing. 775-233-5207. 233-5207. Call Rick. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. At a proper fit footwear in the Reno Town Mall, we've been accomplishing happy feet for over 30 years. We offer a various range of shoe styles and sizes for both men and women. From all-season shoes and orthotics to work boots and safety shoes, our professional and reliable staff possesses the knowledge to help you find the proper shoes to fit your needs. Hard to fit? Hard to find? A proper fit footwear is here to give our customers happy feet. We make people aware of potential foot problems as we're sizing their feet, suggesting the right arch support and guiding them to the proper shoes for their needs. Stop by a proper fit footwear at 4001 South Virginia Street in the Reno Town Mall today and allow the owner Mike Jones and our fabulous staff to find the perfect pair of shoes tailored to your specific needs. A proper fit footwear in the Reno Town Mall, the home of happy feet where comfort and your feet meet. Wynema Ranch Wild Horse Sanctuary, a preserve dedicated to keeping America's wild mustangs and burros running free. Wynema Ranch, 29 miles north of Reno near Hallelujah Junction, an amazing site to visit. Over 130 of God's majestic animals at home on the range. Experience the beauty and wonder. Give at WynemaRanch.com. That's W-Y-N-E-M-A Ranch.com or call 775-384-4444. Wynema Ranch. 
Hey, it's Shane Whitecloud from American Warfighter Radio. Make sure you tune in to me and Boone every Wednesday from 1 to 3 for the information from the Warfighter's perspective. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You are listening to The Royal Treatment. Here every week to answer your health questions because, frankly, your doctors can't answer those questions you have to help empower you with information to improve your health and well-being. It's more than just stopping smoking, exercising, losing weight, getting more sleep. We need to be more specific than that. And we need to be not only investing in our health by taking supplements and by being more conscientious about what we take into our body, but we also need to be detoxifying. It can be through exercise and sweating, which can be through a spa without exercising. It can be through the use of coffee treatments. It can be done through fasting, controlled or intermittent fasting. There's many things that we can do to improve our overall health and well-being. So stay, stay tuned. Those are the things we talk about here on this program. Now we're going to talk about people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had just this last week here locally in Las Vegas and the Reno area. Then to follow international celebrity notables who also died just this last week too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. First, we have a 34-year-old man who passed away, leaving behind a daughter and two sons. A 38-year-old man who worked at UPS passed away unexpectedly from a pulmonary embolism. That usually occurs from a blood clot. The source of it is, well, most commonly following a surgery. But that's all the information that we got. A 48-year-old man who passed away from Injuries sustained in a motor vehicle accident. I mention this because accidents are the number three cause of death, depending on which list you look at. Number one cause of death in the United States, heart disease. Right behind it, almost tied for it in that position is cancer. But number three is actually medical mistakes. About a quarter of a million people, 250,000 Americans die every year from prescription drugs and hospital errors, or what we call atrogenic disease. But if you don't include that, motor vehicle accidents might be number three, followed by COPD, or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. We have a 50-year-old man who had a career in music passed away, a 63-year-old man who worked with the military as a civilian employee passed away. We have a 63-year-old man, a real estate developer, passed away from complications due to a stroke. A 64-year-old woman, a realtor marketing coordinator for homes, passed away from cancer. 65-year-old woman, a legal administrator, passed away after an almost two-year battle with her cancer. 69-year-old man, a heavy equipment operator for Republic Services, passed away. 69-year-old man who had a career in law enforcement, passed away after his valiant battle with cancer. 72-year-old woman passed away. 74-year-old man, a member of the Plumbers and Pipe Fitters Local Union, passed away. 74-year-old woman, a real estate agent and secretary for Nevada State Legislature, died in her home. We have a 76-year-old man, a musician who played guitar as his medium of choice, passed away from cancer. 76-year-old man, had a career in gaming, passed away from Alzheimer's disease. That's important. Remember, that's one of three different types of dementia. 76-year-old woman who was educated in the medical field passed away suddenly and unexpectedly, which usually means sudden death from heart attack. 76-year-old man who worked in the heating and air industry passed away at his home from complications of MS, which means multiple sclerosis. 77-year-old man, a disabled veteran with diabetes, passed away from cancer. 78-year-old man, the largest electrical engineer contractor in northern Nevada, passed away. 79-year-old man who owned an AC business passed away from Alzheimer's disease. That's number two. 80-year-old man, an offshore drilling supervisor, died after multiple heart surgeries and health issues. Another 80-year-old man who worked as a machinist and landscaper passed away from dementia. That's number three. 81-year-old man passed away from cancer. However, he was preceded in death by his 59-year-old son a month before his death by heart attack. 
And finally, an 82-year-old man, an accountant and licensed CPA, passed away after he lost his battle with cancer. He's really an honorable mention because he did exceed his life expectancy. But I would like to see more people passing away from true natural causes, not unnatural cancer and heart attack causes. So let's move on to international celebrity notables who passed away last week. Too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. First, we have Maxim Dadashev, Russian boxer. Russian boxer. Died at 28 years of age from head injuries sustained in a match. That doesn't sound pleasant, but that's from concussion, and that was uh, possibly considered an accident. We have Nika McGugan, Irish actress, died at 33 years of age after her brief but brave battle with cancer. 33 years of age. Kevin Roster, American poker player and assisted death advocate, died at 36 years of age from sarcoma, a type of bone cancer. Barbara Sattler, a Danish model and actress, died at 38 years of age from cancer. Andre Bradford, Portuguese politician and journalist, died at 48 years of age from cardiac arrest or heart attack. Juan Byungsen, South Korean poet who was in poor health due to alcoholism, died at 49 years of age in his home. Roman Virostuk, Ukrainian Olympic shot putter in 1996, 2000, 2004, died at 51 years of age from complications of his heart surgery. David Kaplan, Canadian politician and Ontario health minister, died at 54 years of age. Peter Johnson, a Gambian soccer player manager of the national team, died at 56 years of age after a long illness. Eric Neve, French producer and co-founder of Indie Sales, died at 57 years of age. John Perriter, American talent agent producer, died at 59 years of age from pancreatitis. That can be from virus and can also be from drinking. No cause was given. Kathy Inglesi, American college basketball coach, died at 60 years of age after a brain injury sustained from a fall or accident. Marty Wilson, British poker player, second oldest poker player in the world, died at 62 years of age from pancreatic cancer after his chemotherapy for the cancer. Jamie Trobo, a Uruguayan politician and minister of sports and youth, died at 62 years of age from cancer. Oscar Sanchez, Guatemalan soccer player, died at 64 years of age after a failed intervention to change his pacemaker. That would be a hospital mistake or iatrogenic disease. Peter McNamara, Australian tennis player and coach, died at 64 years of age from prostate cancer. Don Cooper Roy, Indian politician, chief minister of Meghalaya, died at 64 years of age from stomach disease. We have Farouk Al-Fishawi, Egyptian actor, died at 67 years of age, only nine months after revealing that he was battling cancer. Eduardo Gomez, Spanish actor and comedian, died at 68 years of age from cancer. Jesper Jewell, Danish author, died at 71 years of age from pneumonia. Jaipal Reddy, Indian politician and minister of earth sciences and science and technology, died at 76 years of age from pneumonia as well. Jorma Kanunen, finished javelin thrower and Olympic silver medalist in 1968, died at 77 years of age after a long illness. Nam Jinam, South Korean film director, died at 77 years of age after being diagnosed three months ago with cancer. Brigitte, or Brigitte Kronauer, a German writer, died at 78 years of age after a long period of severe illness. Hans Lagerqvist, Swedish pole vaulter in 1972 Olympics, died at 79 years of age from brain cancer. And finally, Jamie Alamino, Cuban Roman Catholic Cardinal and Archbishop of San Cristobal, died at 82 years of age from pancreatic cancer. I mention this last one because... We don't often get a cause of death from the Catholic priests or archbishops that die. And here, one was given. He didn't exceed his life expectancy, but did not die of natural causes. He died of pancreatic cancer. One of the causes of pancreatic cancer that has been associated that you should know about is coffee. 
We don't know if it's the coffee bean, if it's the acids in the coffee, if it's the tars in the coffee, or if it's the contaminants used to grow the coffee. We just know that there's an association between drinking coffee and pancreatic cancer. Well, last week and the week before, we've been talking about the olive leaf, the olive leaf extract. It is something that can be used, believe it or not, as an antibiotic. We have used it for that purpose uh, for patients that have undergone recent infections or prefer not to take antibiotics. Perhaps they are immune deficient and they need some additional support. The olive power should be something to think about. And we mentioned that it also has some benefits of neurological health. For example, I have a patient whom we set up to do the lifestyle frequency treatment at home. Why do we do this? Well, there are patients that have used the photon sound beam, which was developed based upon the original violet ray machine that was invented by Nikolai Tesla. There are patients who have used it who have improved their Parkinson's disease symptoms. One patient is reported to completely eliminate his tremors which is very difficult to do, is tremors of Parkinson's disease by using the photon sound beam at home for three months. In the case of my patient, she's only been using it fairly recently within the last month, but already the speech has improved. The clarity and strength of her voice, she's more easily understood, as is reported by my friend, will stay tuned and see how her walking improves because she was doing some shuffling, but noticeably improved each time she did the photon sound beam treatment in our office. She's now doing that at home. I mentioned that because in another lab study, the authors concluded that the olive leaf extract is a neuroprotective molecule, not just an antioxidant, suggesting that the olive leaf may help prevent Parkinson's disease, which the authors of this study say have no cure. Most of the patients taking Parkinson's uh, medications ultimately die from what, do you know? A vitamin B deficiency. They ultimately die from the side effects of the drugs that they're taking. But there are other hopes and promises, even cures, through light, sound, and frequency. I'm Dr. Dan. You're listening to the Royal Treatment. We're going to take a short break. We'll come right back. So stay with us. Can your own stem cells heal you? The miracle of life begins when an egg and a sperm unite. They form a single stem cell. Stem cells will keep dividing until directed by the body to become something else. Natural occurring stem cells can be found in all tissues of your body. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Dr. Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help your body heal and repair itself? Are you a cancer patient in remission who needs rejuvenation for optimal health and wellness? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Home at Last opens doors to family, to freedom, to finally making it yours. Home at Last, a program of the Nevada Rural Housing Authority, opens doors to rural home buyers with incomes of up to $135,000, providing down payment assistance of more than $22,000, plus access to our exclusive pet adoption program. From Gardnerville to Fernley to Carson City and even Sparks, rural happens here in every county in Nevada. Learn more at homeatlastnv.org. Call Sersic Dental because you're worth it. They can make your smile perfect. You're gonna love your new smile. Sersic Dental for a perfect smile. Sersic Dental has a $125 special that includes a cleaning, x-rays, a free Sonicare toothbrush, and a free cosmetic makeover consultation. Sersic Dental for a I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. 
In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me. Your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. We are back to the show, and I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. Remember, you can always reach me by emailing me at droyal at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal, R-O-Y-A-L at Royal medical clinic call one word.com or you can call us here at the turtle healing band clinic 702-562-1454 we're here in las vegas to assist you in your quest for health optimization and healing if you need that as well at 702-595-7564 now before the break we were talking about the olive leaf extract and how it's not just an antioxidant or an antibiotic, but it also is neuroprotective and may be preventive for Parkinson's disease. We read in our obituaries every week that people pass away from complications of Parkinson's disease. People can live a long time, unfortunately, with this debilitating neurological condition, but we believe there is hope, not just with the olive leaf, but in using light, sound, and frequency, as you heard before the break, known as the Photon Protocol. If you would like more information about that, feel free to email or call me. I'll be happy to send it to you. We created the protocol so that we could help our patients, primarily who are suffering from cancer or from chronic viral conditions, but it can also be used at home. And it's a lot less expensive than other treatments that are available out there for the treatment of cancer in particular, which is why I want to make it available to people. Because even if you have insurance, you're going to have co-pays and they're going to be expensive. And if you're using out-of-network services, you're going to get some surprise billing that you didn't know about that your insurance company negotiated prices for, but you had nothing to do with. That's another matter altogether. But let's continue our discussion on the olive leaf extract. We want to finish by talking about its effect on the levels of your blood sugar. The olive extract that we use contains ingredients which have been shown in clinical studies to positively affect blood sugar health. Now, we do have a product also called um, blood sugar formula, which helps to control your blood sugar. Why is that important? Well, you get hungry when your blood sugar drops. If it goes too low, as it does in some people, you get cranky, you get headaches, you may get shaky, you could even pass out. Oftentimes, when people are fainting, what's happening really is their blood sugar is dropping and going too low. What do they need? Well, obviously, they need sugar. This very common side effect of those who are taking insulin, they know all about it. But if your blood sugar is spiking, it makes it difficult for you to lose weight. Why is that so? Well, if your blood sugar is going too low, your body is then going to start storing sugar in case of emergency. And it stores sugar in the form of triglycerides or fat. And that's what we're all trying to avoid. I have a patient this last month. She came in to be checked for her weight loss. She's exercising. She's watching what she's eating. And she's lost 10 pounds. But most importantly, she's lost 2% body fat. That's important because if you're not losing body fat, you're not improving your overall health and well-being. Anybody can starve and lose weight. The question is whether or not your your body fat is improving as a result of that. Body fat improves by one of two ways. Either 
you're increasing your muscle tone or you are reducing your fat or there's a third way you're doing a combination of those two things if her body fat had gotten worse it means that she's losing muscle not fat which is not what we want now to be fair she's also taking an appetite suppressant but not very much of it and personally i haven't seen that do much for anybody unless they're combining it with a real diet and exercise program all that does is help to keep your appetite under better control, but that in and of itself isn't going to help you lose weight. However, there was an article in today's paper that verified the fact that intermittent fasting helps to control diabetes. Intermittent fasting, fasting with the purpose. Now, that could be fasting one day for 24 hours or every other day. It could be eating once a day. It could be eating every 12 hours, but there's a consistency by which your body goes into a mode whereby it needs to burn fat for sugar. If you get into that through fasting, now you're in a positive weight-losing mode. You may even be in ketosis. I know when I go into my controlled fast, I'm in heavy ketosis, which means my body is burning fat. Well, carrying on in regards to the olive leaf extract, the leaf and the fruit extract stabilize the digestion of carbohydrates or starches. You know what they are potatoes, pastas, etc., reducing the spiking effect, the highs and lows, which is detrimental to our endocrine system. It sets in motion a number of things that occur in order to get the blood sugar up, uh, the first of which is the production of adrenaline. Adrenalines need to stimulate the production of uh, sugar, where it's released from uh, the liver. Olive leaf and fruit extract helps steer glucose to the cells and energy rather than lingering in the blood, which is the problem with diabetes, the blood sugar circulating in the blood and not getting to the cells. Olive leaf extract helps in diabetic neuropathy, which is the loss of feeling in your extremities, particularly your feet. So it makes it more difficult to walk. That can also be due to another common cause. Do you know what that is? If you said B12 deficiency, you are correct. B12 can be obtained in a number of ways. One of, which I, one of which I mentioned earlier in the study, the sublingual spray we'll be using as part of our weight loss study does contain some vitamin B12. It can be absorbed sublingual, although I found that most products are worthless. There is a product that we do use from one company that I have confidence in through investigative journalistic research that it works, and we use that. But primarily, most people get B12 through injection. It can be given sub-Q, it can be given IM. If you're giving it sub-Q, it can be done well daily, frankly. If you're doing an IM, it can be anywhere from once a week to once a month, depending on how much you are using. The mechanisms of these effects may be due, at least in part, to reduce neuronal apoptosis, which is um, a destruction of the cells, suggesting a therapeutic potential of the olive leaf extract and attenuation of diabetic neuropathic pain. And finally, we come to a 2017 cell culture study, which underscores the importance of oliuropine, hydroxytyrosol, and other olive and fruit compounds. Researchers studied isolated olive components and combinations, finding that benefit results could be due to a synergistic effect of the hydroxytyrosol and other minor compounds. So it's not just the olive leaf or the olive fruit. It's the compounds that are contained within the product. There's convincing evidence to show that also olive polyphenols, independent of olive lipids or fats, reduce risk factors for metabolic syndrome, which has to do with an an increase in blood sugar, not necessarily diabetes, as well as weight gain. In particular, it does this by improving blood sugar and blood pressure and in reducing low-density lipoprotein oxidation. The consumption of olive polyphenols or related products can reduce body weight and visceral fat or impede weight gain. And similarly, there are some limited data suggesting improved lipid profiles. This is important because there was a study that showed an increase in belly fat or having an apple body shape for women in particular is tied to a higher mortality risk, particularly in older postmenopausal 
women. In fact, the study showed that they have a 30% increase for all cause mortality, simply by having what they call extra belly fat, which is one of the reasons during our weight loss study using the sublingual spray that we will be measuring a few things, your weight, of course, we'll need your height and your body fat. But from your weight and height, we can get your body mass index. But we also want to measure your waist. We want to know if you're not only losing body fat, not only losing weight, but losing inches in an area which, if increased, can elevate your risk from all-cause mortality. The normal height women had central obesity uh, in the study also had a significantly elevated risk for cancer mortality. So the larger your belly, the greater your risk of all-cause mortality, including cancer. On the other hand, women who were overweight or obese without the central obesity or enlarged waist saw a slightly reduced all-cause mortality risk, playing into the idea of what's called the obesity paradox. Women with overweight based on their BMI or uh, basal metabolic index have a greater amount of gluteal femoral adipose tissue associated with improved metabolic and cardiovascular risk profile, which could partially explain the obesity paradox. In other words, they carry their weight elsewhere, not in the belly, and therefore their cause of mortality or all-cause mortality is reduced. This reinforced the notion that the scale is not everything. I know people talk about weight loss and they get excited about losing weight, but as I mentioned earlier, you have to see, is your body fat really improving? That is the bottom line. We may be mistaken in thinking that those with low BMI are fit and at low risk. This is not necessarily true because we need to check their body fat. We need to check their abdominal girth. The Women's Health Initiative study included 156,000 postmenopausal women from 40 U.S. centers between the ages of 50 and 79. These women were recruited between the years 1993 and 1998. The women tend to be older, non-white, less education and income. They also tend to be less likely to use menopausal hormones and exercise. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. We've been talking about the olive leaf extract, weight loss. And we're going to continue our discussion when we come back, talking about the number one cause of death in the United Kingdom. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. Stay right with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702 562-1454. When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. One in three adults in America have pre-diabetes, but most don't know it. To let people know it can be reversed before it becomes type 2 diabetes, professional basketball player Julius Randle is doing everything 
in reverse. I'm only dunking with reverse windmills. I drove the whole way to practice in reverse. I don't recommend it. This move's called the reverse shuffle. I do recommend it. And it took me months to learn how to speak in reverse, like this. <clears throat> Here's 10 almost for diabetes type 2 with living Ben has my mind. In other words, my mom has been living with type 2 diabetes for almost 10 years. So together, we want to say to the 84 million Americans at risk, exercise and healthy eating can help reverse prediabetes. Start by taking a simple one-minute risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. <laughs> Bet he can't say that in reverse. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ. A Lotus Broadcast Station. The power of radio since 1967. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. We are back to the show, and I am Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal treatment. Well, so far, we have reviewed obituaries, people who died too young from disease they shouldn't have had here locally, as well as internationally. We've looked at some issues regarding weight loss and also finished our discussion on the olive leaf extract. Now we're going to talk about something that I think might astound you. The number one cause of death in the United Kingdom, which now includes England and the country of Wales, it's not heart disease. It is not cancer. It is, are you ready? Dementia. Brain disease, including Alzheimer, has taken over heart disease as the leading cause of death in England and Wales, or at least this is what the latest figures reveal. Last year, more than 61,000 people, and we're talking about the United Kingdom now, died of dementia. That's 11.6% of all recorded deaths. Now, dementia, including Alzheimer's, accounted for actually a higher percentage, 15.2% of all female deaths, which has increased uh, a couple of percentage since 2014. Actually, the death rate for dementia and Alzheimer's has doubled since 2001. What I thought was interesting is the conclusion that they came to. As people live longer and the population ages, the number of deaths with dementia and Alzheimer's disease as the cause of death have increased, which doesn't really make sense because, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, people are, in fact, not living longer. The average life expectancy is decreasing. So this is an erroneous conclusion. Unless your average life expectancy is increasing, you cannot make this claim. Of course, you're going to see it in older people because whatever's happening in the brain is taking some time to develop. And hopefully we'll get to some of those causes before the end of this discussion. For men, however, in the United Kingdom, heart disease remained the leading cause of death in 2015. Now, when you add men and women together, dementia is the number one cause of death. Number two would be heart disease. Number three would be, well, cancer or type of cancer. Now, here's what's interesting. When you break down the types of diseases from which people die, and I'm looking particularly now at the United Kingdom, they divide the cancers into individual individual diseases. So you have lung cancer, you have breast cancer, you have prostate cancer, you have lymphomas, leukemias. But if you put all those cancers into one category, as opposed to divided categories, cancer is actually the most common cause of death overall. As I've been saying on this program every week, cancer is soon to overtake heart disease as the number one cause of death here in the United States, perhaps around the world. But in England, when you, when you add them all up together, yes, cancer is the number one cause of death. When it's broken down, no, dementia is the number one cause of death. But in the United Kingdom, eight, women between the ages of 35 to 49, still very young, Breast cancer was the biggest killer. That means they were dying between the ages of 35 and 49. In the youngest age group, ages 5 to 19, suicide is still the leading cause of death. Now, currently, 
think about this, there are around 850,000 people living with dementia in the United Kingdom. I can only imagine what it is here. We're a larger country than that. This has become a major problem, an epidemic. If you want to know if you have dementia, what are some of the warning signs? Let's go through them. First, you struggle to remember recent events, although you can easily recall things that happened in the past. In other words, your short-term memory is going. Number two, you find it hard to follow conversations on programs or uh, in the television. You forget names of friends or objects, everyday objects. That's number three. Number four, cannot recall things you have heard, seen, or read. Number five, you lose the thread of what you are saying. Number six, you have problems thinking and reasoning. Number seven, you feel anxious, depressed, or angry. Number eight, you feel confused, even when in a familiar environment. Number nine, you get lost on familiar journeys. Number 10, you find that other people start to notice or comment on your memory loss. Now, all of us have trouble finding words now and then, but that's an occasion when it becomes more consistent, you're having problems using one of your major body organs, your brain, and it manifests in losing our short-term memory, in losing uh, these names on a regular basis, losing our train of thought, even our emotions are affected. We become more anxious, depressed, and angry on a more consistent basis. And finally, people start to notice something that is there that didn't used to be there before. Well, interestingly, there are some things we can do to prevent death from all causes, not just dementia. And some of those that are mentioned are the ones many of you are already familiar with. Uh, eliminate or avoid smoking, alcohol, unsafe sex was mentioned, and environmental, occupational risk, including air pollution, drinking unclean water. That's not something we hear a lot about, but in my opinion, that's the number one reason why we have heart disease or contributing to uh, synergistically the deficiency, subclinical deficiency of magnesium, which we're not getting in the soil and the food as we used to. That's now contributing to sudden heart attack. It's contributing to high blood pressure. The number two behavior risk factors that were found to be in the highest proportion of deaths in England, this is going back to 2013, were diet and tobacco smoke. And so those are some things that you can work on. If you're smoking, you can quit. If you are eating fast food and soda pop uh, for drink every day, maybe you can cut that back to once a week and be more conscientious about what you take into your body. There was an interesting study done on air pollution, and it was found that there are as many as 30,000 deaths in the United States that can be attributed to breathing air quality. 30,000 deaths sounds like a lot. The levels that they use were anywhere from 2.8 micrograms, 13.2 micrograms in the atmosphere. They were looking at this study uh, in a period between 1999 to 2015. Interestingly, the highest concentration of air pollution was found in California's Tulare County. The lowest levels were in Arizona's Apache County. Nevertheless, the data analysis suggests an increase in death due to air pollution exposures at levels of one microgram and higher. In other words, there really is no safe level of air pollution, despite what we're told from the EPA. During the years 1999 to 2015, 15,612 women and 14,757 men in the U.S. died from cardiorespiratory causes related to what is called particulate matter pollution. Studies suggest that seemingly low concentrations, mostly below current limits, they still tend to cause tens of thousands of deaths. Interestingly, in June of 2019, that's just last month, EPA administer, administrator announced rule changes that would restrict access to public records related to the agency. The policy grants the EPA administrator authority to decide which public records will be released by the EPA 
under the Freedom Mission or Freedom of Information Act. So be forewarned and forearmed and know that air pollution is dangerous to your health at any level, despite what the EPA tells you or re regulations that they are promoting. And finally, I just wanted to mention a, another study that talked about something you can do to improve your brain function. This study was about silence or the importance of being free from noise. It was published in the Journal of Brain Structure and Function. Involved mice actually used in different types of noise and silence while monitoring the effects they had on the brains of the animals. Silence was intended to be the control, but it was discovered while the animals were exposed to two hours of silence per day, they developed new cells in the hippocampus associated with memory, emotion, and learning. And according to the researchers, these cells appeared to become functioning neurons. Another study defined a default mode of brain function, showing that when the brain was resting, it is perpetually active, internalizing and evaluating information. This default mode is also used in self-reflection. These periods of silence provide the brain with the freedom it needs to discover its place in the internal and external world to help you think about profound things in an imaginative way. Now, noise has been found to have a physical effect on the brain, resulting in elevated levels of stress hormones. Sound waves reach the brains as electrical signals via the ear, which the body reacts to even if you are sleeping. The amygdala which processes emotions and is located in the front of your temporal lobe is thought to cause the release of stress hormones. In a study published in the Psychological Science, children exposed to noise were found to develop a stress response that caused them to ignore the noise. They were also observed to ignore harmful stimuli as well as stimuli they should pay attention to, such as speech. Silence releases tension in both the mind and body. That's what the study found. Two minutes of silence was found to be even more relaxing than listening to relaxing music, according to the study in the journal Heart, which based findings on changes noticed in blood pressure and blood circulation in the brain. Noise pollution has been found to affect a person's cognitive task performance at work, home, and school. It can cause decreased motivation and increasing making errors. The most strongly effective cognitive functions are reading, attention, memory, and problem solving. Children exposed to households or classrooms near airplane, flight paths, railroads, or highways were concluded to have lower reading skills and to be slower in development of cognitive and language skills. Well, this gives us all something to think about. I'm Dr. Dan Roy. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment. Hopefully, today's program has been helpful to you. We'll be back here again next week. And until then, my friends, you all be well. <laughs>